Good morning. So much Hashem we're going to do this week, Hilchas Achakas. I want to go through Achakas. And the only thing that we still have left is really Vestas. So maybe next week we'll go through Vestas quickly and try to be as, practic- as practical and as uh, non-confusing as possible when it comes to Vestas. And we'll try to do Vestas along with whatever other topics we could do. And so maybe next week we'll do a drop of a longer share with uh, other, we said some common issues. We'll talk about childbirth, nursing, pregnancy, um, birth control, those type of things which we'll try to talk about next week. So this week we'll try to go through Achakas. And Ritz Hashem, will, uh, we should be able to finish it up in a half hour, 40, 40 minutes that we have. Yeah, so when a woman is, when a woman is Tame Nida, however she became Tame Nida, whether it's Tame Midar Abanan from a Kesem, Tame Midar Raisa, there is, she has to have, she has to be careful about her Chakas, right? And there are different levels of her Chakas. There are Chakas that are Asr Midar Raisa, there are Chakas that are Asr Midar Abanan, and there are ones that are, you know, Mutter Bidiyevin, Mutter Bishasatchak. When it comes to the ones that are Aser da Eraisa, Tashmish is obviously Aser, Chibok Venishok is obviously Aser, and Negiya, seems to be a Machlik, is Machaber and Rama, whether Negiya Derechiba, touching in an intimate way, is Deraisa, Derabanan, but either way, it's definitely Aser. Those are the ones which are Aser, Deraisa, Pashtas is again Tashmish, Chibok Venishok. And Pashtas also touching in an intimate way would also be Aser Mida Eraisa. In addition, Chazal came along and added on a tremendous amount of, a tremendous, about 20 different, 20 different, uh, Different um, harchakas with different pratim in harchakas, all in order to make sure that there's not they don't it doesn't end up coming lidei tashmish. And the rishonim explain why we more machmer over here than we are machmer by a regular woman, right? One of the very difficult things is when a guy gets married is when you're engaged, you don't have to give any harchakas. Obviously, you have to give yichur and you have, obviously you have to you know follow whatever gedarim your rabbi gave you, but you can pass things and many you can eat from one plate. Many of the harchakas that one needs to do and always wives and nida are not things that you normally do with anybody else. They're not things which are necessary by any other woman. By a random strange woman, the Dafka by an Ishanida. The Rishanim bring down the Rashbam, the Rashbam bring down two main reasons why we're more machmer over here than we are machmer by a typical Isser, by typical Isser, uh, by typical by typical Isser. First of all, there is a heter of there is a heter of um, there is a heter of yichud with Anida. Even though even though one's wife is Anida, it's totally mutter to have yichud, and it's even mutter with a locked door. There is no Isser of yichud since there is no Isser of yichud. It's more likely that one's going to come lide, to do lide Isser, to do tashmish, and therefore Chazal said we need to set up since we allow yichud because we can't not allow yichud. It's going to make the couple's lives very difficult. If we allow yichud, so we need to put safeguards into place to make sure that yichud doesn't lead lide tashmish. That's the first reason. The second reason is there's a there's a liba gaspa. Hopefully hopefully there's a there's a strong liba gaspa between a husband and the wife, and they've already had tashmish previously. Therefore, they're unlike a regular typical uh, typical arayas. There is a strong liba gaspa. There's already mice, a mice which has been done, and therefore they had to put again more safeguards into place than the typical woman, typical arayas, and therefore they created all of these harchakas, right? And obviously, everybody knows that these are days in which one has the opportunity through the harchakas to dafka come to a tremendous tremendous level of closeness. It's very easy when a person gets into a gets into some sort of sikhsuk, some sort of fight, it's very easy to just use the physical as a way to resolve all issues, but it doesn't really resolve any issues. It takes care of them momentarily, maybe for the day, for the night, but it doesn't really take care of them in a real way. It's very nice, I'll give you a hug and everything's fine. It doesn't really take care of the issues, and therefore the, the, one of the milas, aside from you know, the mila of the fact that it brings the day chiba, the, the separation brings the day kirvan, aside from the fact that this is what the Rabbanishim wants, but it also it allows a couple to be able to really need to communicate. There's no, there's no option other than communication, hopefully, and when they get to some sort of argument to say, okay, let's sit down, let's communicate, let's talk it over in a way which we can really come to Lidea come to some sort of resolving of the argument in a way which is totally through the uh, through the process of Dibur. So that's Lagabi the, the Hachakas. What are the Hachakas? Yes, we'll start 
Well, we'll try to put them into different, different, uh, different categories. We'll start with the Iser Tashmish. That's the most, uh, the most, the most chamer out of all of them. Is the Iser Tashmish? That's Iser Deraisa, Iser Kares. That is the that, that is for any any uh, any act of Tashmish. If not a common case, but if for some reason the wife realizes that she is in need of betaych tashmish, in the middle of tashmish, she realizes she's in need of. Now this doesn't just mean that the wife says, I'm not sure, I feel like maybe blood came out. She should not be nervous about that. The Chavaz Das brings that down to There's many sensations. We spoke about two weeks ago, many times the sensation of blood and if tashmish could be mixed up with each other. And therefore there's no reason for her to assume that she's seeing blood. The room should also be dark, but Nevertheless, if she, had, if she for some reason actually visibly sees blood, there's going to be an issue. But there's an issue for him to be perish as well. He can't separate while there's already, while she's in Nida, because if he's perish, may ishta Nida, he's going to have anah. The Aver is going to have anah when it comes out of the woman. And therefore, what he needs to do is something very nakashmak. He needs to hold himself in a position where there's no cure of Basar. He holds himself up sort of like in a push-up position, holds himself up, and waits until Achamesa Aver, until, until the Aver the dies, there's no erection anymore, and then he can come out, and then there'll be no Hana. That's a case, and again, not a, not a, hopefully not a very common scenario. It could happen if the couple's not careful, or if she didn't realize, or something, but not a common scenario. But if that does happen, that's what they're to do, because she's a Nida, and it would be Aser. If for some reason, they don't realize that the wife was a Nida, and everything was done properly, right? She had done all her, all her bedikas, everything was good. They weren't in one of the days of the vest, and she finds out she's a Nida afterwards. That's an Inus. There was nothing they could have done. There was nothing they should have, they could, they should have done. And therefore, that's the case of an Inus, and there would be no, uh, no real issue in that case, assuming, again, you found that afterwards, you found that in the middle, then you have to be careful about how he's perished, but assuming you found that afterward, there would be no issue. That is the Isser, the Isser of Tashmish. Then the Isser of, we'll get to the Isser of Chibik and Nishik soon, that's the Isser of Tashmish. The next Isser which comes up is an Isser which is probably the, the, the one that's the most difficult to really be able to Define, and that's the Isser of Schaik Vakalas Reish. It's Asr to have lightheaded, lightheaded conversation, Kalas Reish, with one's wife when she's in Nida. It's very, very, un, it's very un, uh, undefinable on, on a general, objective level. The things that are objectively, you know, objectively Schaik Vakalas Reish, many other things, it really depends. For example, you look at the Israeli Paiskin, they have a whole different definition of what Schaik Vakalas Reish is than the American Paiskin. Like in Eretz Yisrael, if you play chess with your wife, when she's in Nida, our place, when they come to listen Karelitz, right? It's like, that's Chayf V'Kalas Reish. Most of us, I imagine, would not call that Chayf V'Kalas Reish. I think Twister is an objective, you know, objective Chayf V'Kalas Reish. Playing Twister together. Certain games that one can play that can lead Lidei Tashmish, that can lead Lidei Esser. But playing chess, I imagine, but most of us would not be called Chayf V'Kalas Reish. If one knows that that is, happens to be, behi- okay, then that, that would be Chayf V'Kalas Reish. It's really, there are things which are objectively Chayf V'Kalas Reish, things which are just wrong and you know you know, you know that they're going to lead a tashmish by all couples and other things that really depends on the couple. Certain ways of conversing, certain gifts that one gives, certain things that one does, those would be an iser of schaif v'kalas reish. There's nothing wrong with having enjoyable conversation. There's nothing wrong with going on trips together. There's nothing wrong with giving your wife a present. There's nothing wrong with writing her a letter. There's nothing wrong with sending flowers. All those things are mutter, unless those are the, you're writing the type of note, you're sending the type of gift that you know is going to lead to a tremendous amount of chiba and is going to lead to the tashmish, then it would be asr. So that's schaif v'kalas reish, right? Again, saying the words, I love you, is a mutter asr. I, I imagine by most of us, we say it without thinking b'chlal, and therefore it's totally mutter. That's not, that's not schaif v'kalas reish. It doesn't lead to anything. It's something which just rolls off a person's tongue you know, on a regular basis. If it's something which to that, to your, to you and your wife, it's something which is much more intimate, something which, then it would be also, that would be a schaik for calistration. Therefore, it's very undefined. The couple gets to know themselves and as they're, you know, as they get further and further in marriage, they'll be able to figure out what are the kind of things that will lead, lead a, lead a tremendous amount of chiba, uh, chiba which, will, which is a chash of, of 
Tashmish. And what are the things that we can say, okay, those are not an issue by us. We can do them. We can do them normally as a couple and we can enjoy ourselves together without, the, uh, without being nervous about getting to, chibuk, to, to, uh, to a chibuk, which is going to lead to the Tashmish. For example, going on walks together, going on hikes together. It's not an aser. It's not an aser. I imagine by most people, it's totally mutter. Again, if it's something that's going to lead to it, then it would be aser. But the actual hike itself, the actual trip itself, would not be aser. The Pesachet Tshuva brings down as well that smelling her perfume would be an issue. Also, it's also a vikalas roish. It's also something which could lead to the chibuk vindisha. That is, the uh, I'm sorry, which would lead to the Tashmish. That is... Schaif Bekalis Reish, which is not the uh, is not as easily defined as the other ones. Hearing a hearing a, hearing a woman sing while she's in Nida, the same way there's an iser of Kalisha with an, with a with a stranger, with a strange woman, it would be usher as well when one's wife is in Nida to be singing. There are places that allow, especially when it's a whole family together, for them singing Zmiris on Shabbos, since it's everybody singing together and it's a Devashim Kedusha. There are places that allowed, but of course, you know, there are others that are Machmer. It also really depends if you can really hear her, you know, if there's six, seven people around the table, you don't hear her independently singing, it wouldn't be an issue. If you hear her independently or her singing by herself, that would be an issue of Kalisha. Playing a musical instrument would not be an issue. Her playing, unless again, it's done in a way she's playing you a song. Could be that something that's other than that, it would not be an issue. Chibuk Venishuk, like we said, is Asmina Taira. That is Chibuk Venishuk. That is touching, that is hugging and kissing. Asmina Taira. Now, Rabbanan came along and said, even Negia, Shaloibe Derechiba. I forget about Negia Derechiba. Even touching a woman, even touching a woman when she's a Nida, Shaloibe Derechiba is also Aser, right? It's also as by, rag, by a random woman or regular strange woman. If one would be able to do Negia, Shaloibe Derechiba, which is very difficult to know that you're for sure doing it in a way where there's no Chiba. It's a shell of Harival Yalver or totally Mutter based on whether it's Chiba or not. But by a regular woman, assuming that there would be absolutely no Chiba, it would be Mutter. But by one whose wife is a Nida, not only is Chiba Kanishak Aser, not only is Negia Aser, but even Negia Shaloibidar Chiba is also Aser. Similarly, one can touch the clothing while it's on her, even if it's not touching, the, even if it's not touching her skin, which means touching her jacket, touching her jacket, touching her uh, a dress, touching a coat, even when it's not directly on her skin, which means touching like this, that would be Aser as well. Um, that's all included in the issue of Nagiyah. Wearing gloves does not help. Wearing, uh, you know, touching through something else we'll talk about in a minute. None of those help. That's all, uh, all included in the issue of Nagiyah. And, and aside from the actual issue of Nagiyah, Chazal also went one step further and said even, even Hayshata, even passing something from the husband to the wife or the wife to the husband, even if they're not touching, even if it's a broom, something which is long, something which are going to be far away, since we're nervous that if they're passing something from one to the other, they may come the day Nagiyah, they may come to touching, that would be Usr as well. Ramah says the same thing as even throwing something, right? So we're going step by step by step. Further, so negia derechiba for sure aser. Negia shalabi derechiba also aser. Passing something because it may lead to the negia is also aser. The Mar writes even throwing something is also aser. The Pais can bring down that if I can throw something in a way which is not directly to the wife, which means throwing the keys directly to her would be aser. Throwing them up and then them and then them coming down to her in a way which I'm not throwing directly to her would be mutter. I heard from my brokers. I think we said this last year as well that, that most of the time it's just going to make a whole shaykh with kalas out of the whole thing. It's going to make the whole thing into a big joke. Every time you need something, you throw something up. That'd be us. Also, so interesting. I remember Rosh Chabur and Eretz uh, Yisrael said also if you're throwing something that she can't drop, which means if you're throwing your phone, something which if she drops is going to break, that would be us as well. Interesting, uh, interesting chiddush. But he said also, you're throwing something, it's throwing directly to her, it's throwing th- something to her that you're not throwing it up and she happens to catch it as it's falling down. You're throwing it to her. You're just not throwing it directly, you're throwing it up. That'd also be us. And again, if it's a, it's a big tzayrech, it would be mutter. You just have to make sure it's not something that you're doing regularly because it's, it's something which is going to lead. That's the gabi passing something 
or throwing something. Passing a baby, a small child would be usher as well. However, once the baby reaches the age that it's called a chaynoises atzmai, which can say either they can turn over on their own, for sure when they can reach over to the, to, to the other parent, but even when they're just, they have the ability to turn over, I think it's about six months, eight months, yeah? Nobody knows? Okay, somewhere about that, when, whenever your baby, whenever your baby reaches that stage, that's, uh, that, that's the Paiskim, right, that's already considered Chaynois as Atzmai, and then it would be Mutter, not only that, the Paiskim bring that even, or Shem Zalman says before, but even if the baby does not want to go to the other parent, the baby wants to stay with one parent, the baby's playing favoritism and would prefer the father over the mother, or the mother over the father, nevertheless, once it reaches the stage of Chaynois as Atzmai, it is Mutter to pass the baby to the other one. That's Nigia, that's passing, that would be Mutter. The third, the third category of Nigia, says again, Nigia, there's a Shata, and then there's a third category which is called Nigia Aidei Davaracha. The Taz talks about a scenario in which the wife is pouring water on top of the husband without a shower, there's no showers back in the day. So the, what the wife wants to do is she wants to pour water on top of the husband. Zakta Taz, it would be Mutter, if not for the fact that it's usher for her to prepare water for him, him to prepare water for her, which we'll talk about that a little bit later on, it would be Mutter. Mashma from the Taz, that's where the Afroin understand that it's Mashma from the Taz, that Negiya al Yedei Davar Acher would be Mutter. So again, there's a scenario in which I'm touching her, that's usher, scenario where I'm passing something to her, usher, scenario where I'm touching her through the medium of something else would be mutter according to the Taz. And the place can say this is only, one should only rely on this if two, scenario, if two conditions are met. First of all, it's not derechiba. If it's derechiba, it's usr. Even if you're touching through something else, which means, you know, hitting your wife, hitting your wife with a tissue box in a way which you're joking around, in a way which is chiba, in a way which is intimate, is usr, even if it's through something else. And it should only be done when it's be'esat tzarech, when, when it's necessary. So there's a lot, a lot of cases when this comes up. It's a, it's a pretty, it's, I used to think it's not very common, but you just look through the place game and the, and the, and the, the Heintiger Svarm about the case that comes up, it comes up very often. For example, a woman's, a guy's going up on a ladder. He's standing up on a ladder to change a light bulb, but she let to hold the ladder for him while he's on the ladder. So there's no Nagia, she's not touching him. There's no Eshatah, she's not handing him the ladder. She is touching something which is touching him. Right, that's called Nagia al Yedei Davarachar. So if it's Be'is HaTzarech, if the ladder is going to fall, or if he's nervous, the ladder is going to fall, and there's nobody else around, that would be Mutter. That's Nagia al Yedei Davarachar. It's not Derechiba, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's, and it's Be'is HaTzarech. It would be Mutter. Oh, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. That's a little bit different because then, then they're then they're picking up and lifting something together. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, for example, let's say let's say a wife, right? This happens by by women that are going through fertility issues. The wife needs to have injections, right? She needs to have a shot, right? So and she can't she can't give her give herself the shot. So it's a mutter usher to give herself to give if it's a mutter or usher for the husband to give her the shot. So that's called it's not a shata, it's not nagia, it's definitely not derechiba. I don't think anybody considers that to be derechiba to get a shot from somebody else. It's painful, but that would be mutter. But when there's nobody else around it or, or He's the only one that can do it. She's the only one that's, she's only comfortable with him doing it. That's called Nagia Alidei Davracher. And the Be'esetzerich, that would be Mutter as well. Uh, Rabbi Berkowitz spoke about, spoke about a scenario in which the wife, in, the wife or the husband is snoring in bed. Let's assume that the wife is snoring in bed, right? Because there are men here, the wife is snoring in bed. So it'd be Mutter to hit her with a book to wake her up. Why? Because that's not Nagia. That's not Haishata. That's called Nagia Alidei Davracher. Be'esetzerich, the guy is trying to go to sleep. That would be Mutter. It's not, not that would be, uh, that would be Mutter. Um, holding, lighting a Havdalah candle that she's holding. Something like that would also be another scenario in which it's also, it's not, negi- you're touching something that she's holding, right? So she's holding the Havdalah candle, Matzah Shabbos, and she want, you want to make Havdalah, so for you to light the candle that she's holding would be Negi Al and it would be Mutter Be'eset 
right? Most, most scenarios she could light it herself, but if for some reason she's holding the baby, she can't put it down, that would be mutter. Another example of this is Friday night. You're taking out the chalant out of the, out of the crockpot, and you don't want to put the chalant down, right? It's, it's issues of chazara. So you're holding the crockpot, and you're holding, it, you're, holding it, you're holding it with both hands, and she scoops the chalant out from the pot that you're holding. So that's another scenario in which it's not Nagia, it's not it's not That's called Nagia al She's touching something that you're touching, but Aisa Tsarich it would be mutter. A woman or a man's in a wheelchair. Another scenario in which pushing them in the wheelchair, but Aisa Tsarich would be mutter also. You're touching something that she's sitting on, also mutter Aisatsarich. Putting something in a garbage bag that she's holding. It's a heavy garbage bag. She's holding the garbage bag. You're holding the garbage bag, hopefully if it's heavy. And she wants to put something in, also be mutter, putting something in her pocketbook. And those are all scenarios of Nigia al Acher, we would be mutter as long as it's not derechiba, and as long as it's as long as it's in a case of a tzerech, yeah, putting something into a. Uh, in so what's a tzerech? Let's say the chalom Friday night, you want to have the shmaka That's a, that's definitely a tzerech, definitely a tzerech. That's all tzerech. Another example, another example which comes a very 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 common is uh, the example the case of a kvater, right? It's, it's usher, being a kvater together is an iser right? You're not allowed to pass something from one to the other. That's called an iser vayshata, right? What do the can say that the, the, the one way you can get around this issue? If you still want to be kvater, is they have two pillows. What's the mile of having two pillows? She, she's holding one pillow. The baby's on another pillow on top of her. So touch, you're touching the pillow, which is touching the pillow that she's touching. That's also, that's called Nagia al-Adeh It's not so clear that being a kvater is called the Eisetzerach. Right? Maybe you don't have to put yourself in a scenario where you need to do so. You could just refuse being a kvater and say, it's not, it doesn't work for us this month. Right? And the guy will figure out on his own what you're supposed to do. But, uh, but, but assuming, assuming that it would be for some reason some, some sort of Eisetzer, that would be mutter. Most, most of the scenarios, again, you just have to figure out, is it Derechiba or not Derechiba? And is it Eisetzer or not Eisetzer? And then that's, that's a lot of, I think this, this is, there's probably a lot more cases also. But in a Nigia, Al Yedei Davar Acher, um, it would be us. It would be us. Uh, one, one example which comes up often is, let's say, let's say your wife has a zipper in the back of her dress that she can't zip close by herself, right? So maybe be made to Harris will ask you to, to close the zipper. Right, so it, first of all, it's very, very hard to zip the, to zip a zipper closed without touching her. So I don't, I don't know if that would be, but let's assume that you can do nigi al Right, let's assume that you're touching the zipper which she's touching. Uh, that, that probably is derechiba. I would imagine that would be aser. It's very hard to assume that it's not derechiba. She would never ask somebody strange to do it, aside from the tznis issues. And it, it's something which is probably derechiba. Uh, I shouldn't say probably. I'm pretty certain that it's derechiba, and that would lachera be aser. But that would also maybe be a case of negia al touching something that she's wearing. But also a case case of negia al and would be and would be mutter. So again, that's negia. There's negia touching directly. There's hayshata passing from one to the other, and then there's negia al which is mutter when it's not derechiba and it's the next issue is istaklos. Yeah, looking looking at a looking at one's wife and she's in nida. So typical arayas is an iser of histaklos. Re'iyah is mutter, istaklos is aser, assuming that it's a part of the body which is supposed to, which is covered, right? To look at a, at a random, at a strange woman's face. Re'iyah is mutter, istaklos, gazing. Is I think the proper English word for istaklos is aser. Even if it's a part of her body which is meant to be uncovered, it could be her hands, her face, any part of the body which is allowed to be uncovered, nevertheless, istaklos is aser. When it comes to one's wife, Histaklus is mutter on the parts of the body that are gener- that are generally covered, right? So even though re- even even though by by a strange woman histaklus is usher, by one's wife when she's in need the histaklus you can look at your wife's face for the sake of gazing at her face for the sake of enjoyment over the fact that she's beautiful that's totally fine that's called histaklus based when she's in need that's fine. However, parts of her body that are supposed to be covered would be usher even riya. Now what what is included in those parts of the body? So that's really a bit of machlekes, bit of machlekes achroinim. But the way I think most fears in America, I think in Lakewood also is like a Moshe, right? 
Yeah, it's like Ramosha. Most of the like Ramosha. Ramosha writes that, that the, the way she walks around the house during, during Yimei Tahara, which means not what, there's two levels, right? There's the way that, there's the way she'll be dressed when a strange guy, when a Meshulach knocks on the door and she opens the door for Meshulach. Hopefully then she'll be dressed with all Gidrei Tzniyas, totally, you know, fully covered with everything necessary. And then there's the way that she'll walk around the house, be made to Haro when nobody's around, which her husband and her kids are around. It's not, she's not walking around in shorts and a t-shirt. She's not walking around in a way which is provocative, but walking around in a way which maybe her hair's not covered, maybe her elbows are not covered, maybe she's not wearing socks, she's not wearing tights. Things that maybe are not considered totally us, we're not talking about Das Meisher, we're talking about things which are Das Yehudis that are not covered. That would be, Ramosha writes that that would be Mutter as well be Ace Nidas, even though there is the Indian of Kimchis, there's the Indian that, you know, the, her, her, the walls of her house should never see her hair uncovered. If she's not, she's not holding at the level of Kimchis and she walks around that way, that would also be mutter. So for example, in her bedroom, she doesn't have to go to sleep with her snoot on. If she normally doesn't wear a snoot, be tahara, that would be mutter. She doesn't have to wear, you know, uh, pajamas that cover over every, you know, her whole body if she normally doesn't. Again, it has to be something which is not provocative. It has to be something which is not uncovering too much. But if it's something which is not, you know, covering her whole legs or her whole, her whole uh, arms, something like that, that would be, uh, that would be mutter as well, according to Ramosha. And that's the way I think most places can go in, uh, in America. That's Lagabe Yistakwas. Now the next, the next couple issues come up, Lagabe eating and drinking. There's a few different issues of eating and drinking. There's eating and drinking on the same table. There's eating from the same plate. There's leftovers. There's sending, there's sending uh, being Meshalech HaKais of Yayin. We'll talk about all those issues and then, uh, and then that's, uh, we have a few more after that. Yeah, so similar to the halachas of that we find the bus of Achalav, it's usher for, the wa- for a wife while she's in Ida to eat on the same table as a husband. Right, but bus of Achalav, the Mechaber brings down that it's usher for one person to be eating basar, the other person to be eating Chalav on the same table, assuming that they're friends with each other, assuming that they're comfortable enough to pick off each other's plate. It's usher for them to eat on the same table. Why? We're nervous that you are eating fleishigs, your friend is eating milchigs, you're gonna come to pick off his plate, eat some milchigs while you're fleishigs, and vice versa, that would be an issue. And therefore, the way one needs to do by Basav Achalav is you either need to have placemats, separation, that I'm fleishig your milchig, something that's a hacker, or something that's visible that I'm doing something different than you, that would be considered eating on a separate table or actually in a separate table. Or the other, uh, the other option is, by Basav Achalav, is to place a hacker in between the one eating milchigs and the one eating fleishigs, place something in between which reminds them that they shouldn't be touching from each other's plates. And the same halachas apply in Yardeo when it comes to Hilchas Nida. Yeah, they could either eat at separate tables, which hopefully they do not want to do, then I want to either totally her in the dining room and him in the kitchen. That's not the, not the greatest option. The other option is they can eat on separate tablecloths or separate placemats. That's also considered like separate tables, and that would be mutter, assuming that they don't normally eat on placemats, which means if they always eat on placemats, so placemats are not a hacker. Placemats don't have any hacker when they're always doing it, but if they don't normally eat on placemats and they're using placemats when she's in Ida, that would be mutter as well. Similarly, if he's eating fleishigs and she's eating milchigs and you're using two separate placemats, even if you normally use placemats, that would also be fine. The same way it's a hacker, like Gabi Milchigs and Fleishigs, would also be a hacker, like Gabi Helchas Nida. So if you're both eating Fleishigs and you always eat on placemats, that's not, a, that's not enough of a hacker. If one's eating Milchigs and one's eating Fleishigs and you have separate color pla- fla- placemats for Fleishigs and Milchigs, that would be a hacker. Or if you have two totally separate tablecloths, that would also be a hacker. The other option is. It, so it, it, as, long as, it's, as long as it's not what you normally do. As long as it's not normal, as long as there's something visible that you'll be able to see that's considered something, well, mind you, that would be, that would be, uh, that would be mutter as well. The other option is, the other option is, is to, uh, is to put a hacker, to put something in between them. What does a hacker need to be? A hacker can't be something which is very flat. You can't put a dollar bill, you can't put something very flat on the table. It has to be something which has a little bit of height, otherwise it's not gonna remind you, something which is totally flat. You put a knife there, you're not gonna see, you're gonna reach straight over it and reach your wife's plate. It has to be something which has a little bit of height, 
how much height, not clear exactly in the place, but it shouldn't be something which is too flat, but a tissue box in between is definitely good. Your phone, some, something, maybe your phone not, something which has a little bit, if you have a flip phone, then yeah, something which has a little bit of height in between, that would be mutter. The other option is, if you don't want to place something which you don't normally have in between, you can place something which would normally be on the table, but it's something which you are not using during this meal. So for example, let's say you have a, uh, you know, one of those, um, what's it called, those pepper grinders, Pepper, yeah, pepper grinder that you're using, but you're not using by this meal. So even if it's something which is normally on the table, but if it's in between you and her and you're not using, no one's using this, that would be enough of a hacker. You can't, use, you can't put a hacker, a water pitcher, which you're both taking water from the pitcher, because that's not a hacker. You're both using it. That doesn't show you that it's not gonna bring you to, to stop and to realize I shouldn't be eating from her plate. But if it's something which is not, you're not using by this meal, or it's something which is not normally on the table, that would be mutter. The other place, the, the other hetter the place can say is if you have a long table, you have a six foot, an eight foot dining room table, and one's on the one side, one's on the other side. Also mutter, again, it's not a Shalom Bayes class, so I'm not sure if that's the greatest thing for Shalom Bayes to eat on the opposite end of the table from your wife. But that would also be, you can't reach your plate. It's far away enough, they can't reach it. That would also be also be mutter. The also place can also bring down if the couple has assigned seats. Yeah, the husband always sits in a specific seat, the wife in a different seat, and they switch seats. They go to a different seat other than the seat that they normally sit in. That would also be mutter. That's again, that's, we're just trying to do things to make them recognize that we shouldn't be eating from each other's plate. There's something different about this meal that allows them to uh, allows them to ensure that they're not going to be taking from each other's place. That's Lagabi, all eating and drinking on the same table. The next one is eating and drinking from the same plate, right? So they're not allowed to eat from the same plate when she's at, when she's in Nida. That's an act of intimacy, eating from one plate together, assuming, we'll see, in, we'll see in a second, assuming it's not a serving plate, something which is normal for them to take from that plate onto their own plate, but eating from the same plate, which means taking from the plate directly into their mouths, that's something which is an act of intimacy. You only do it with people that you're friendly with, people that you're close with, and that would be usher as well when the wife's in Nida. So the most common example is you're both going, you're driving in a car, you're driving from Lakewood to Brooklyn, and you have a bag of chips in between you, both taking from the chips and eating them. That's usher, that's an act of chiba, and that would be usher when, when one's wife is in Nida. However, if it's a serving plate, right? So your wife puts down a platter of meat on the table, and you're taking a piece of meat and putting it onto your plate and then eating it from there, that would be totally mutter. There's no, the only issue is, is when you're both taking from the same serving plate and eating directly. If there's a medium in between, which means you're taking it from the plate and putting it onto your plate. So even if it's popcorn, you take a big handful of popcorn, put it onto your plate and then eat from your plate, that already is something which even strangers would do that takes away the chiba and that would be mutter when one's wife is a nida. Similarly, if the food's spread out on the table, if the food's not on one plate, the food's on the table, that's also, again, that takes away the chiba and that would be mutter to do as well. Um, uh, I have here, uh, um, we said it last year, for example, you know, taking, taking herring and putting it on a cracker. Yeah, that would also be considered a scenario, even not putting it on our plate, but taking a piece of, if you both take a herring and eat it straight from the bowl, that would be us, assuming your wife likes herring, that would be, uh, that would be us. But to take herring and put it on a cracker and then to eat it, that's also because the same, the same myla as putting it on a plate, there's just a separation. You're not both eating directly from the bowl and that would be mutter as well. Similarly, we spoke out last year also, I think taking butter, yeah, there's a communal, communal thing of butter, taking from the butter and putting it onto your bread and then the bread into your mouth, that would be mutter as well. It's only when you're both doing from, doing from it directly, that would be also. Similarly, it's another... Meaning it's not the dark to take a piece of meat and eat directly, it's the to put it on your plate. But over here, 
it would be the nur. You would never eat directly herring. You want the cracker. Right, it's but, but it's just, but it's just, it's the kind of thing that, that when you have 15 people like Kiddush, everybody will, everybody doesn't mind putting it on a crack, taking it, and putting it on a crack, and then eating it from the crack. It takes away from the so eating from one plate. It's not, it's not nicker that you're doing anything different. A candy tray, everyone just gnashes out of. That's probably what he's more alluding to. Right, so let's say, let's say if, you have a, if you have a thing of Mike and Ike's, and everyone's taking Mike and Ike's and putting them in the thing, that, that's awesome. That's like the popcorn case. That's, you're taking a handful of things and eating it directly. Herring, you're not eating it directly. You're putting it onto a cracker and then eating the cracker with the herring. That's already considered some sort of separation. But for example, let's say a dip, right? Let's say you have a thing of hot sauce in the middle of the table and they both want to dip their schnitzel into it. That, that's an issue, right? Because they're both dipping it. They're both using... The case of butter is when I'm buttering a whole piece of bread and then I'm eating the piece of bread. Right, so there's no direct connection between me and the, I butter my bread and then I eat the bread. But for example, they're both dipping schnitzel into the same ketchup, into the same hot sauce, that would be an issue. That is considered they're both using the same bowl, zach or zeh, that would be an issue. The other hat the other the place can bring down is very simple. Both, you're driving in the car with your wife on the, way to, on the way to New York and you buy a big bag of popcorn, you're too cheap to buy two bags, so you buy one big bag. So take a handful and put it on your lap, or she could take a handful and put it on her lap, and then the other spouse has the ability to eat directly from the bag. Right, so the one who's driving maybe it's easier for different thing, and the other one can put it on the lap. Either way, figure it out. As long as they're not both eating zech or zef in the same bag, with the same serving bowl, that would be that she, would be mutter. Once she starts eating from a bag, it doesn't become a, a problem that you start taking from that. Oh, bag. so we'll talk about leftovers in a second. Right. That maybe it's leftovers, pasta. It's not because it's it's. It depends on what type of food it is. We'll talk about leftovers in a second. But like, I'll be eating from one thing to get eating from one thing. There wouldn't be an issue if she took and then if she took out a handful, you took out a handful, and then the other one eats from the bag directly. It's only when they're both eating from the bag directly. She can't like eat potato chips and say, I'm done, and now you could have it? Oh, so if she's done, then she's not eating zeh or zeh. If she, takes out a, if she takes out a few and then eats it and then gives you the rest of the bag, we'll talk about maybe the leftover shayla, but assuming without the leftover shayla, that's not called eating from the same bag directly, that would be mutter. Yes, let's talk about the leftover shayla, which everyone's talking about. The husband is usher to eat from his wife's leftovers. This is one of the few cases in which it's mutter for the wife and usher for the husband. Most scenarios, most cases, most shachakas is usher both for the wife and the husband. There are certain cases in which Chazal understood that in general, the, the, the chiba is going to be more by the man and the, and the chash is going to be more by the man than the woman. Therefore, there are certain cases in which we asser the man and are to the woman. And this is one of the few cases in which it's usser uh, for the man and mutter for the woman. So therefore, for a husband to eat his wife's leftovers would be usser. For a wife to eat her husband's leftovers, assuming he actually left anything over, would be mutter. Right, so what is the way that the husband? What is the way that the husband could eat the leftovers? Right, it's a very common case. The wife doesn't eat all the food. She doesn't finish her whole meal. In what scenarios is the wife allowed to eat the leftovers? So if she leaves the room, she leaves the room. She finishes eating. She leaves the room. That would be mutter. She's not in the room anymore. It's mutter. And even if she walks back into the room while he's eating, that's fine. Somebody else eats in between. Right, that also takes away the t- takes away the uh, the chiba. It's not just he's giving her. The, the whole Indian is that there's certain chiba in eating somebody's leftovers, right? You eat some of the leftovers when somebody that you're close with, somebody you're intimate with, somebody that you have a shaykhis to, you'll eat the leftovers. If three people, four people are eating the leftovers, that's already not chiba anymore. So the, the wife finishes the food. Sorry, the, the wife finishes the food, yeah, and then the kids start eating from it, and the husband's going to take from it also. There's no chiba anymore. There's no intimacy. That's an act which everybody's doing, and that would be mutter, mutter as well. The other option is if he moves the food to his plate. Right? Assuming, according to most Paiskin, that it's food which needs a plate, which means taking a, taking a roll and moving it from her plate to your plate doesn't do anything, but moving, let's say, soup, or moving something which requires a plate, chicken, schnitzel, something to, which requires a plate, moving it to your plate, that would also be a heter 
And there would also be another, another scenario which is mutter to eat her leftovers. Another case, if the husband doesn't know that it's the wife's leftovers. Yeah, the wife ate, there's two plates, right? This happens, you know, uh, my house, this happens sometimes. We eat something, I don't remember whose plate's what. I don't remember whose cups, which, whose cups, which cup's mine, or which cup's my wife. So I could say, I'm not allowed to drink from my wife's cup because it's leftovers. It's not an issue. Again, the only issue is if it's, it's going to bring the day chiba. There's no chiba and I don't know whose cup it is. I'm not sure if it's mine or hers. That would be mutter as well. If she didn't touch a specific food. Yeah, so for example, my wife doesn't like spicy food. And there's three, th- there's three dishes. She goes to a chasana or, or somebody serves us on a, on a Shabbos meal and he serves three, they plate the food and there's three, four things on her plate and she dis- or she put the food on her plate and she decides, you know, I'm not in the mood of potatoes. You can have my potatoes. That would be mutter as well for her to take, for the husband to take the leftover item that she hasn't touched. Leftovers is not one din on the whole plate. It's a din on each item by itself. So if there's schnitzel and rice and she ate the schnitzel, it'd be usher for him to take the rest of the schnitzel, the rest of, the, the rest of that piece of schnitzel, let's say. However, when it comes to eating the rice on the plate, if, he, if she hasn't eaten from the rice, that would be mutter. Similarly, if it's separate independent pieces, yeah, you have little pieces of schnitzel, you have chicken fingers on a plate, rice. or small pieces, oh, so rice, rice not, rice not, but let's say larger pieces, which are considered independent portions, yeah? Every piece of, every piece of chicken fingers is an independent portion. She ate one, it's mutter for him to take the rest. However, by rice, or things like that, in which every grain of rice is not an independent portion, it's a portion of rice. So she ate half of the rice, that would be usher for him to eat the other half of the rice, unless he moved over to this plate, or unless he got one of the other, one of the other terim, that would be usher, that would be considered leftovers. And Moshe also brings down that if it's a kind of food which nobody would eat unless you were closer to the person, which means she bit into a piece of schnitzel, right? Or she bit into something. There's clear bite marks there. It's clear she ate part of it. That's no, nobody would eat from that. Nobody that's a stranger would ever eat from that. That would also be usher. Even if you move it to the plate or even anything like that, it would also be usher. And therefore, you'd have to cut off, the, cut off the part. She ate a piece of steak. She only ate part of the piece of steak. So cut off, make a cut on the piece of steak. And then you can eat it. Then it would not be considered leftovers. And then it would be mutter. That's olagabe. Shirayim olagabe, the leftovers of the food. The next, the, next, uh, the next potential issue which comes up with food, the next achaka is preparing food. Yeah, the wife preparing food for the husband, the husband for the food, preparing food for each other would be usher as well. What is preparing food? Preparing food means if you're plating food. It doesn't mean bringing out serving dishes. Serving dishes is mutter, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean bringing out food which is not fully prepared. It means bringing out, she's plating the food. Friday night, she decides she wants to plate all the food on one plate. She puts schnitzel, rice, whatever, and meat on the plate, and she brings it out to him and puts it down directly in front of him. That is considered an act of intimacy. That's an act of chiba, and that would be usher for her to do and for him to do, uh, for him to do. Um, she could, however, put down a serving plate, like we said, um, and the 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 etza for this the etza for this, which means let's say assuming that she wants to, she wants to plate the food, the etza is one of two etzes. Either she could place the food not directly down in front of him, which means if she places it a foot away from him or a half a foot away from him in a way where he needs to drag it to his to his plate, that already takes away the whole chiba. There's no there's no gishmak. It takes away the gishmak, and if I put down a plate a full plate directly in front of you, that shows an act that I'm. An act of love, an act of chiba, an act of closeness, an act of intimacy. If I put the plate down over there and then you need to pull it to your plate, that already takes away from the geshmak in it, and that would be mutter. The other option is if she does it with a shinoi. Normally she brings it with the right hand, she does it with the left hand. I don't think that that would be considered enough of a shinoi, but if there's some way in which she does, in which is obvious, both, in which is obvious. You say the shinoi has to be nikkah Yeah, and again, that's why left hand, I don't think is enough of a shinoi because you probably don't know if your wife carries in the food with the right and the left hand, they're probably just whichever one's more convenient, probably she carries in both hands, right? So if it, but if it's something, say some way of making a shinoi, I don't know of a good shinoi, I don't know. Would you have any good shinoi? 
away. Yeah, put it further away. I don't have a good. The pais can bring down. There's right and left hand, but I, I don't think that it's. I don't think it's negative. Most people, because I think most people don't. You would never notice if your wife carried something. It has to be something that's noticeable that takes away like the geshmak in it. That'd be what they're similarly. If she doesn't finish up. She doesn't finish, you know, preparing the dish. For example, she wants to make a coffee, a full coffee, and put it down in front of you. That would be that would be an issue. However, if she makes the coffee without the sugar in it, or without the milk in it, or she makes the plate. She knows you like schnitzel with your. She knows you like ketchup with your schnitzel, and she puts ketchup. She puts schnitzel on the plate, and you still have to put the ketchup in your plate. That would also that takes away anything that takes away from the chiba, from the intimacy of her preparing a full meal for you and putting that in front of you would be mutter. Those are that's lagabe preparing the food. Um, I got to be sending her. This is another another example of where it's only from him to her and not from her to him. He is not allowed to send her alcohol when she is a nida, right? So this maybe doesn't come up very often. We'll talk about the one case of kiddush when it comes up. But other than that, it doesn't come up very often. It comes up, for example, when they have. Uh, I think we mentioned this example last year as well. When they have bars only on the men's side of the uh, only on the men's side of the mechitza. For some reason, they think that woman can woman can handle alcohol and men could. Or men get, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what the svara is, but a lot of weddings you see at the bars only on the men's side, not on the woman's side. But your wife, you know, your wife likes a martini. So you want to send over a martini to your wife. That's us, sir. Yeah, I remember I was sending back Hassan when I first, like, uh, when I first got married with a friend of mine. And he told me, he's like, this is like the one scenario, like my chassan Rabbi told me about, I never thought it would come up. Like, he's like, now I know my wife would appreciate a drink. I know what type of drink she likes. So it's a derechiba to send over a drink to somebody else, an alcoholic drink. It's, it would be us, sir, to send over this. Huh? Oh, no, no, no. So not even, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't make that clear. Even, even through a third party, which means you're not going to walk to the woman's section. You never walk to the woman's section, but your five-year-old kid would walk to the woman's section. Take your five-year-old kid and say, can you bring this drink to mommy? Usser. Oh, now if it's an alcoholic drink, there's a cheshiva, there's an intimacy that's, that's created through that, and that would be usser. Sending her a whole bottle of wine would be mutter. It's only usser if you're sending one specific cup for her, that that's where the chiba is, that's where the isser is, and it would be usher, it would be usher, according to most Pisces, it's a dafka by an alcoholic drink, dafka by wine, dafka by something chashav like that. This doesn't apply by all drinks, dafka, dafka, by, uh, dafka by an alcoholic drink. And again, this is only from him to her, and not from her to him. The issue is the most common, not by weddings, but every Friday night when you make Kiddush. Yeah, so if you make Kiddush, right? Here's where you're sending through a third party, and nevertheless it would be usher. So I make Kiddush, my wife's on the other side of the table, we have 10 guests, and I make Kiddush, I wanna send, I wanna send her a, a cup, right? So normally that's what I do in my house. I, I give to my wife, I give, I give a cup to my wife first and then I want to give it out to everybody else. So I want to send a cup to my wife. I want to send a little gl- a shot glass. I pour it out of my cup. I'm not talking about leftovers or anything like that, which anyways for the wife, it's mutter to drink the husband's leftovers. You pour it out from your cup into her cup and then tell the guest, pass that to my wife. That's us, sir. You're sending alcohol through somebody else to your wife, that would be Aser, right? So sending the Kiddush wine to somebody else would be Aser. What's the Eitzah? The Eitzah is either send a big tray with seven, eight glasses on it, or 10 <coughs> glasses, or how many guests you have, and there's no one that's specifically designated for her. And you could even say, can you pass it down to my wife? But if it has eight of them in there, or 10 of them in there, five of them in there, it's not visible that one of them is specifically for your wife, that would be Mutta. The other Eitzah is, it's for example, I, my wife doesn't send the other end of the table on me, she sits right next to me, right? So if I finish drinking, I finish drinking my Kiddush cup, what I normally do is like this. I drink my I drink from my kiddush cup. Well, first I pour it out. It's not nice to drink and then pour it out. People don't like germs. Yeah, so I pour I pour it out of my cup right away, and then I drink, and then I pour from the cup. I pass that cup around for everybody to take and put into their cup, and then I put my my kiddush cup, my kais kiddush. I put it down on the table. I don't pass it directly to my wife. I put it down over here in front of me, and then my wife reaches out and takes it and takes it from my from my plate. So it's not also because it's shrayim, because there's no us iser for the wife to drink the husband's leftovers, and it's not also because I didn't send her anything. I put it down in front of me, and she went ahead and took it from my plate. That would be mutter. It's the easiest way to do things. If your wife's sitting next to you in a way that's not visible to anyone, in the way that's not making it obvious, you put down the cup and let her take it. As opposed to sending it to her, that's where the uh, 
That's where the real chiba is. That's lagabe achila v'shtia. Those are all the scenarios of eating and drinking. Lagabe bed. So obviously, as we said, tashmish is isra Not only that, Chazal said also sleeping in the same bed is also going to be usher, even who be big, even who be big day, the he be big da, even if they're both clothed. Nevertheless, it's usher for them to sleep in the same bed. They need to sleep in separate beds. Not only that, Chazal also said that there needs to be a separation in between the beds. How big of a separation? You can find anywhere ranging from an inch all the way up to like three, four meter that you can find. The, the range of the Paiskim varies, varies greatly. This has a lot to do with American Israeli Paiskim. It has to do with a lot of the size of the apartment. Lamaisa, how big? It should be big enough that the blankets are not touching each other. It should be big enough that they, uh, preferably big enough that they can't reach out and touch each other's beds. But it really depends on the size of your beds and the size of your apartment. Right? You live in Eretz you live in a small apartment, you don't, have, you don't have a lot of room, so then it could be smaller. You live in a place where you have more room, it could be bigger. There is no halacha that you need to have a night table in between the two beds. Many people do that. There is no halacha, it's maybe it's an Eitzetayva, but there is no halacha that there needs to be something in the bed in between. However, there should be definitely some amount of space in between the two beds to separate the two beds, to make sure that the beds themselves are not touching. Like I'll be making the beds, yeah? So uh, I, I imagine that for most of us, making the beds, and for most people, in America, making the beds is not an act of intimacy, it's an act of cleanliness, right? So hopefully you make your bed in the morning, but if you don't, and your wife makes your bed for you, that's not really an act of intimacy, she's doing it because she does not like the room to be messy, that would be mutter. The case that the Mechaber is talking about is when you're making a bed to prepare it to go to sleep in, right? So the bed was unmade the whole day, and then the wife comes ahead and like, fluffs out the blanket and, and like puts the pillows nicely so that it's more gashmak for the husband to sleep in, that would be an act of chiba and that would be asr. Otherwise, anything which is just cleanliness to make the room more gashmak, to make the room nicer, that would be mutter as well. Now, the husband is not allowed to lie down in his wife's bed even when she's not home. Yeah, assuming that she's out, unless she's out of town, but assuming that she's around, she's not, she's not out of town, she's around somewhere, it's asr for him to lie down in his wife's bed even when she's not home. However, she... She can, sit, she can sit on his bed even when he's there, but she's not allowed to lie down on his bed when he's there. So again, she, he is not allowed to lay down on, he is not allowed to lay down, on, he's allowed to sit on her bed when she's not around. He's not, allowed, he's not allowed to lay down on her bed when she's not around. That's only when she's not around. When she's around, it's also even for him to sit on the bed. When, she, when he is not around, she is allowed to sit and lie on the bed. And when he is around, she's allowed to sit on the bed, but not lie on the bed, clear? Yeah, so again, when he's around, when he's around, she can sit but not lie. When he's not around, she can sit and lie. When she's around, he can sit or lie. When she's not around, he could sit but not lie. I think that, that's, uh, that's clear. Um, for some reason, they want to switch beds, yeah? For some reason, they, they, were in, they were in a bed for a week, and then, you know, they were all, both in independent beds for a week, and then they realized, not kashmak, this side of the room is much colder. I like it colder, you like it hotter? Let's switch beds. The place can say, they shouldn't just say, okay, now this is your bed, this is my bed. They should switch the mattresses, that way they're showing the hacker that we're actually switching beds. It's something which is very visible. If they go very commonly, let's say they go every other week or very, very often to their in-laws, and they always have the same bed with their in-laws, right? They're always, uh, the husband always picks the right bed, the, husband, the wife always picks the left bed. They would also be considered their bed. Even though it's not their bed they sleep in every night, but if it's a bed that they normally sleep in, basically say that would also be considered their bed. So Yashiv allows them to sleep in a bunk bed. Sleeping in a bunk bed would be mutter, the husband on top, wife on bottom, or bottom the opposite. That would be mutter, assuming that they don't shake, assuming it's a bunk bed which is secured into place. That would be mutter to sleep in the same bed. Hopefully you should take the top, the top bunk and allow your wife to be in the bottom bunk. Yeah, sharing a headboard is discouraged. It's not, uh, not preferable if the two beds are both touching the same headboard. Also not, not a... Uh, not lechatchila, our place in the Ramatra, but definitely not a, uh, definitely not lechatchila. The guy be sitting on, and attached to the beds. 
just so if it's just attached to the wall, then it's fine. But uh, it's when it's attached to both beds, and both beds are attached mm-hmm. to one headboard, <coughs> that would be that would be more of an issue. There are places that are machmer in that. Again, there are places that are making attached to the wall. The beds aren't even attached to the headboard. Right. Right. The scenario is the scenario is when you have two beds attached to one headboard. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a headboard in my house. I'm not sure. Huh? No, what? What's the issue with the headboard that connects the two beds? It makes it somewhat of one bed. It's two beds which are, which are both attached by one, by one thing. So it's... No, because here's not the eating. Here the problem is sleeping in the same bed. You, table, you're allowed, to, table, you're allowed to sit on the same table. You're, just not, allowed, you're not allowed to eat in, in close proximity. They're going to touch each other. For example, a long table would be motive for them to sit on the same table. It comes to beds, it's one bed. So the, our price is going to say that one headboard attached to both beds makes it a din of one bed. And like I'll be sitting on a bench or sitting on a couch together, so they could sit on one bout on one bench. Assuming that again, assuming that they're sitting far, far enough, far enough away that they're not actually touching, it would be mutter for them to sit on one bench. However, a shaking bench, a bench which is a moving bench, a swing, something like that, a shaking bench which is not which is not screwed into the ground, which is not kavod to the karka, would be usher for them to sit on unless it's two separate cushions. So, for example, a typical couch in which a typical couch in a Typical couch, which let's say has one long cushion and they're both gonna feel each other's movement when sitting on the same couch and it's not kavua into the ground, which most couches are not, would be an issue for them to sit on the art place. Let's say that it was a very heavy couch. This couch is not easily moved you know, from place to place, then that would be considered kavula karka, and that would be mutter even if it's one cushion. However, best is if they're sitting on independent cushions, then it would be mutter even if it's not screwed into the ground. The Ramosha writes in a famous tshuva that's sitting in the back seat of a car. For example, you go on a taxi with your wife, in Eretz Yisrael, it's mutter for them to both sit in the back seat of a car, even though it's one bench, and even though it's one long cushion, however, Moshe writes that since it's screwed into the car, it's considered mechob karka, and therefore, like we said, a, a bench in which is shaky, which means they can feel each other's movement on the bench, and one's moving on the bench, then the other one can feel it, which is the case in a car. Nevertheless, since it's mechob karka, it would be mutter for them to sit in the uh, to sit in the same bench. Preparing water, I think, is the last one that we have to do. Preparing water, she can uh, preparing water for each other would be usher. Not very, not a very common scenario. Perhaps turning the shower on for your wife to prepare the water for her. Something like that would be, would be uh, usher. If she washed her hands, there's no issue to leave the water on. That's basic menstrual kite. You wash the hands, the next the husband's gonna wash after her, or the opposite, that would be mutter. But it's turning it on for, right, filling up a bath for your wife. That would be an act of intimacy. That would be usher. For mitzvahs, it would all be mutter. So for example, those would all be negavasa, those would all be mutter, however, uh, filling up a bath or something like that, turning on a shower, though that would be an issue. I remember when I just saw a camera the shower of turning a dud on, right? So Pasha's turning a dud on would be mutter. Right? It's very very common. I wake up in the morning and my wife's waking up 20 minutes later, you have to turn the dud on. I don't have a dud shemesh in my apartment. I'm turn the dud on. To heat up the water, that's mutter. It's only turn the water itself, that would be usr. Isn't it only Yeah? I think so. I think that's why it's on the shriach. Okay, I have to check into that. I have to check into that. I thought it was even Shalai B'fanav. I think it's preparing for Shalai B'fanav. Okay, we'll check into that. Now, just one or two, one or two. That, that, that's basically the, uh, the, the hachak. Because one or two more Shailas, when the husband is sick. So, the Shechanar brings out, when the husband is sick, 
then, and there's nobody else to help around, there's talking about really sick, not that the husband has a cold, then it's mutter for the wife to help, as long as it's not derechiba, it'd be mutter for the wife to help. When the wife is sick, here's a case also where Chazal understood that we have to be more machmer on the husband than on the wife, and therefore the husband cannot help his wife when she is sick, if it's a major ace tzarech, there's nobody else around, you can't get anybody else, you can't hire anybody else, then the place can say it would be mutter, again, not but derechiba, but it would be mutter, and you always have to ask, you know, as Shalak came up a lot during Corona, when there's nobody else around, and they were in quarantine together, the Shalak came up, you always have to ask and figure out how sick is he, how sick as she, what are, what are the scenarios, what do you want to do for them, what's mutter, what asr, you have to figure it out. A few more cases of, uh, of, of, of when harchakas are negeah, on Yom Kippur, there, one needs to be careful about harchakas both by day and by night, all harchakas, not just chibik and nishik, but all harchakas should be kept both by day and by night, on Tishabah harchakas should be kept by night, by day, the only harchakas that one needs to keep is... Um, is Chibok Nishik and Tashmish. All other Chakas would be Mutter. The Sharetzim brings down that the difference between Yom Kippur and Tishabov is that Yom Kippur, women are normally dressed up. Women are wearing nice clothing, maybe they're wearing makeup, maybe they're wearing jewelry. Therefore, we're more nervous that there's gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna lead Lide Tashmish. Therefore, we assert our Chakas both by day and by night, Mashenka and Tishabov, and hopefully she's not dressed up. Then we we matter we matter by by day when there's less of a chashash that they're gonna come to do something. Masha enkain by night when there's an avail uh, when one of them is in avelus also chibuk nishik and tashmash is aser other chakas would be mutter and that's when chalila one of them is in avelus. Also the pais coming down that when a woman is an active nida, which means when she actually has she actually has blood coming out. We're talking about during the first five days that she's bleeding or six days or however long she's bleeding for. Not during the shivan akiyim she should not either be going to a basic forest. However, if she needs to go to a basic forest, she should preferably stand chutz Amas from any kever, a certain tumma, there's certain klipas that come when a person goes to the basic forest. Preferable that she should not go when she's actively bleeding during Zainakiyam would be Mutter. Mitzvah next week we'll do Vestus, and hopefully, if we have time, we'll do some Kamashals. If not, we'll have to do one more week, which will talk about Vestus, pregnancy, childbirth, birth control, and uh, some other Kamashals that come up. Shakaya. <laughs>